Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. We're back. Welcome to The Best Life. This is the second episode in our series, finding out what the very best life looks like. And we're learning it from Jesus as he explained that the best life is the blessed life. Hear that? Best is blessed. He's Jam. That's right. I'm not Ed. That has been confirmed. Jam, please give us a whip around question. We just want to start talking. We should. We're going to talk about sad things. So I want you to think, when were you last really sad? And actually, sometimes really small things make you really sad. So my, my, a couple of examples. Is there anything more sad than an ice cream on the ground? <laughs> it's when you just see it's been abandoned. You're at the beach or maybe you're at a fair or something and there's an ice cream on the ground and you think that made someone really sad. But the saddest thing of all, my wife talks about the time when she had a helium balloon as a child at a fair and she let go and it just went away. And that, I just that, that still makes me really sad just thinking about it. There are obviously things that are more sad than that, but have a think about sad things. Ed, do you have a sad thing? Yes, I know a little girl who's very poorly at the moment. And uh, when I think about her and how much her family is aching, I feel really sad. I wish it wasn't like that. We're ready to talk in our families. When were you last really sad? Was it a poorly knee or something so serious you can barely say it out loud? Off you go.
Today, and I'll say this slowly because it sounds all wrong, but we're learning from Jesus that the blessed life is feeling sad about everything in the world and in ourselves that is broken. Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Jesus says he will look after, he will smile, he will care for those who are sad to see that we and our world is broken. Jesus will comfort, care and heal them. Jam, when we're feeling sad, we really need some fun facts. That's right, I have some fun facts about tears and some sad animal facts. Now, tears serve many purposes... Your eyes produce them all the time. In fact, in any given year, you make 15 to 20 to 30 gallons of tears each year. But that's like four rainwater big containers outside your back door. A car could run on that for two weeks. It is a lot, isn't it? 68 litres, that is. So if you can think, one of those really big things of milk is four litres. The really, really big ones. So it's, you know, it's 15 of those. Is that for everyone in the world, Jam, or just one person? That's just one person in a year. And the reason is because there are three types of tears. Jesus gave us amazing eyes. There are basil tears that lubricate your eyes like oil. They put a shield between the eye and the rest of the world, dirt and debris. There are reflex tears, which are formed when your eyes need to wash away something bad, like smoke or onion fumes. My mum used to borrow my goggles to chop onions. Um... And then there's the emotional tears that are produced in response to joy, sadness, fear. Um, And scientists think that it's only humans that cry actual tears. I want to clarify, Jam, three shocks in that. First of all, there's a thing in the world called onion fumes. (laughs) Secondly, two out of three ways to cry are really good for us and help us a lot. And whenever you cry emotional tears, you can look at a dog and say, ha, you can't do this. That's a really good that's a really good point. You've got one over on your dog. We've got a fun fact about dogs coming up, which I think you're gonna find quite distressing, Ed. But firstly, let me tell you about Madagascan moths. They feed on the tears of sleeping birds like magpie robins. And scientists reckon that it's the moths don't want the liquid because it's during the rainy season, but they want the saltiness of the tears. Isn't that weird? That feels incredibly poetic. A creature feeding off your tears. Yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? So here are two more sad animal facts. Ed, are you six feet tall? Yes, a little more. When a giraffe is born, uh, its mum is standing up. It falls six feet and lands on the ground, head and hooves first. Uh, That's quite sad, isn't it? Welcome to the world. Clomp. In general, that's meant to be a good thing, as it encourages the calf to take its first breath... And within 30 minutes of being born, it's walking. And just to check, humans need more than a year to work that out. So crack on giraffes. Yeah, we we think we're the smart ones. It takes us a year to learn how to walk. So here's a controversial one. And I know that you've got um, a, a new dog at home, haven't you? We've got a new dog. The kids can't get enough of him. He's called Scout. Dogs don't like being hugged. They show signs of stress when they are. It makes them anxious because they feel unable to run away. And this isn't just me. Uh, This is senior canine behaviourist at Battersea Dogs and Cats Home. 
It says you invade a dog's personal space and that putting two arms around the neck of a dog can be interpreted as intimidating. How do you feel about that, Ed? Stop hugging the dog! (laughs) My children hug the dog all the time. I'm now going to say it makes him sad. Okay, maybe one to investigate further. But I think they love the pats and the scratches and all that kind of stuff. But two arms round, I think they start to feel a bit panicked. Jam, you're like a public educator of dog caring. Thank you, Jam. Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That word mourn, it's not about the first bit of the day. It's not the morning. Blessed are the people in the morning. It's actually meaning when you ache. When you hurt, when you when you feel so sad, it hurts. When Jesus found people who were aching, who were mourning, he cared for them. Listen to this story where he finds a woman aching for what hurt in her life. Look out for what was broken and look how Jesus cared for her and fixed it in a way no one else can. Our reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. Verses 11 to 17. The next day, Jesus went to a town called Nain. His followers and a large crowd were travelling with him. When he came near the town gate, he saw a funeral. A mother, who was a widow, had lost her only son. A large crowd from the town was with the mother while her son was being carried out. When the Lord saw her, he felt very sorry for her. Jesus said to her, Don't cry. He went up to the coffin and touched it. The men who were carrying it stopped. Jesus said, Young man, I tell you, get up. And the son sat up and began to talk. Then Jesus gave him back to his mother. All the people were amazed. They began praising God. They said, A great prophet has come to us! God's taking care of his people. The news about Jesus spread through all Judea and all the places around there. I've been to a few funerals. I remember them all. I think my granddad's funeral was the hardest. I really loved granddad. And I cried a lot at his funeral. I always cry at funerals. I can't help it. Funerals make me sad. Sometimes I manage not to cry for the first bit. But then the moment comes when someone stands up who loved the person who's died. That's when I can't hold it in any longer. When I hear that person talking about the one who has died why they loved them, how much they missed them, the funny things they used to do and how hard it is to keep going without them. Then I'm a crying snotty mess. I have to make sure I've remembered a hanky or I have to use my sleeve. That feeling of deep, deep sadness over death is called mourning. Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. The best life is when we're sad about death, but know that Jesus is caring for us. It happened in today's story. There was a widow 
which means her husband had already died. When Jesus met her, she was at a funeral and she was crying. They were about to bury her only son. So she had no one left. Death had taken her whole family from her. She'd be alone. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Listen to how Jesus comforted her as she mourned. A mother, who was a widow, had lost her only son. A large crowd from the town was with the mother while her son was being carried out. When the Lord saw her, he felt very sorry for her. Jesus said to her, Don't cry. Jesus felt sorry for her. You heard that, didn't you? He understood how much she was hurting. He loved her. He cared for her. But there was more Jesus could do to comfort her. He could comfort her in a way no one else could. He went up to the coffin and touched it. The men who were carrying it stopped. Jesus said, Young man, I tell you, get up. Jesus raised the man from death. (laughs) That is the comfort and care that only Jesus can bring. The best life is feeling sad that death is in our world, but being sure that Jesus cares and will raise his brothers and sisters to life. But there's a little more. We don't only mourn when people die. We also mourn, feel sad when we see how broken the world is and even how broken we are. Do you feel sad when someone doesn't want to be your friend? That's not how God made us to be. Do you feel sad when you see people hurting each other, shouting, full of hate in the park, in the streets around your home or on the television? That's not how God made us to be. Do you feel sad when you have been mean or unkind again? Or you've got angry again? When you really tried, when you really wanted to be caring, That's not how God made you to be. Jesus sees how we mourn because of our broken world. And he will comfort us. He is going to mend his world, putting it right. How God made us to be. How God made the world to be. He started by forgiving our sin. And he has started to make us more and more like him, how God made us to be. The best life is feeling sad that we and our world are not how God made us to be. But being sure that Jesus cares and has started to mend us. When you find yourself crying because our world is not how God made us to be. Please be sure that Jesus cares and has started to mend you and our world. Let me pray. Dear Father, it is hard for us to understand how mourning, how crying can be part of the best life. 
It doesn't feel like it. Father, thank you that in our tears and in our sadness, in our brokenness, we know we can trust you. And we know that you are comforting us. And one day you will comfort all that pain away. I thank you, Father, that you can raise the dead and you will raise the dead. And thank us, Father, you will mend all that is broken. Please help us to know this when we cry. Amen. Amen. Lots to think about there with Ed's Got Questions. Under fives. Jesus walked up to a woman who was sad. Why was she sad? Can you remember? Fives to sevens. How did Jesus care for the woman? Can you think of two ways he cared? Two things he did. Eights to elevens. Can you remember a time when you mourned? When you felt sad about how broken God's world is? Over elevens. We can't see Jesus. So it is hard to be certain he is comforting us when we are sad. What are the normal ways he comforts us? What are the normal ways you are comforted by Jesus? You could press pause now and have a chat about those questions. Or you could have a listen to this sketch first. It's just imagining what would happen if the man who was raised from the dead starts to feel ill and goes to the doctor and the doctor finds out what exactly has been going on. So have a listen to this. Doctor. Ah, yes. Come in, come in. Now, what seems to be the problem? I'm feeling a bit sick. Could be food poisoning, but I'm just worried it could be worse. Okay, now uh, I'll just run through a few questions if you don't mind. Are you on any kind of medication at the moment? No. Any allergies? No. How is your vision? Any blurring? Blackouts? Fainting? No. Oh, but there was one thing. Yes? I died. Is that important? You... Sorry, what? You died? Yeah, died. Laid in a coffin and carried to the town. Everyone was very upset, especially Mum. So I'm told I wasn't there. Well, I I was there, but I was in a coffin. So I couldn't see anything. And I was dead, so I couldn't hear anything. (laughs) Afterwards, they said how upset Mum was. Not surprised, given she's a widow and I'm her only son. I'm just assuming... She was really sad. Maybe I'm being arrogant. What do you think? Sorry, I, um, you died. Yeah, I thought I'd already said that. You did, but, well, you don't meet many people who died and then came back to life. Uh, How did it happen? Uh, Jesus touched the coffin and suddenly I woke up and said, (laughs) I'll never forget this. Right. So you began talking. Yeah. Our mum was over the moon, as you can imagine. I didn't need to imagine, because I was there. Alive. Yes. So, in terms of feeling sick, what should I do? Oh, um, get plenty of rest and eat some figs and come back in a few days if you're still feeling unwell. OK. Cheerio, Doctor. Are you all right, Doctor? Oh, uh, hello. Yeah, I'm fine. Just... I've heard the most extraordinary story. I've never heard of such a thing. 
and probably never will again. Your next patient is here, a Mr Lazarus. Well, well, send him in. I think our time is up. Wow, this stuff's really hard, isn't it, Ed? It is hard. And I think the reason it's hard is because when we asked what is the best life, we see pictures on our magazines, things on our screens, we see people smiling on our social media, we see people running past our front doors with footballs. And it's hard to hear Jesus explain there is a better life that probably you can't see as clearly. But do we trust Jesus it is better? Lots more to come. Keep it here. There'll be another one next week. Thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Under fives, Jesus walked up to a woman who was sad. Why was she sad? Can you remember? Fives to sevens, how did Jesus care for the woman? Can you think of two ways he cared? Two things he did. Eights to elevens, can you remember a time when you mourned? When you felt sad about how broken God's world is? Over elevens, we can't see Jesus. So it is hard to be certain he is comforting us when we are sad. What are the normal ways he comforts us? What are the normal ways you are comforted by Jesus. Jesus.